This is the 100th episode of Cooldown Time, which means we're going to be obnoxious and celebrate that shit. Sorry, if you were expecting us to be one of those groups of podcasters that's like, uh, I just don't like celebrating our, our milestones. I'm just not that kind of person. We're not those kind of people. We're celebrating this shit, guys. 100 episodes of anything is not easy to achieve. So that's why we're going all out for this episode by going back to the beginning of Cooldown Time. What does that mean? Well, it means partly what you're listening to right now, which is a cold open, something we used to do way back when we first started the show. Also, we're bringing back some of our old school segments of the show, including fan favorites such as Booty Juice of the Week. So disgusting. Along with that, we're going to relive the best games of 2020, just like we did in episode one, but we're going to revisit that list of top 10 games we made back then in 2023 and decide, did we fuck that shit up back then? The answer is kind of yes. Anyways, we have lots to get into, but before we get started with the official beginning of the show, thanks for listening to our show. We're just two guys with families, jobs, and a lot of hectic shit to do. We take time to talk about video games, and we appreciate the fact that you take time to listen to us. So, without getting too sentimental, thank you! Start the show, Pablo! Start start the the show! Shit! Three, two, one, go! What's up, everybody? This is episode 100 of Cooldown Time. Bye, bye. We made it. We did it. We did it. 100 episodes later, and Marco's taste in gaming is still questionable. How do, how does that happen? Wait, but first but, of all, but, I don't like your aggression off the bat. I don't like this combative Pablo, it, man. It's not combat. I'm just listen. It's 100 episodes in. I decided I'm just gonna let it all out. Be truthful. It is my truth. This is my truth. But the voice <laughs> you're hearing, not- of course, isn't Marco talking about himself in the third person. He isn't questioning his own gaming taste. Not yet, anyway. It is me, the technical mess of a host, Pablo. You're living and up of to course- that standard right now. It's, te- <laughs> it's technically messy, but you'll- go ahead. Go ahead. Get your and little- of course- go ahead and do your little bullshit intro real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, this dude asked me to do the intro just so he can shit on I'm my I'm trying intro? to do a throwback to when we st- when we did the show. You were hosting it in episode one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then you right, came out right. and you attacked me within the first four milliseconds. It's right here on Audacity. I see it. I marked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a combative mood, man. But you know, you've been it's, in a not, mood. it's not my fault. I don't know, man. That Twitter account. You've been you've been you've been going hard in the paint right now. You've been just looking for a fight. Anybody that likes the order eighteen eighty six is lying. Like, wait a minute, sir. Stand by that. There's some kind of trauma connected to that. If you like the order eight, I would like to see your medical records. Something happened. Hospitalized, mental institution. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Get the help the way you can get. Something's been wrong with me. Something's been wrong with me. I I ain't denied it like you. You just walk in like you're normal, normal McGee. All right. Yeah. Well, in in a world of abnormal, uh, I'm pretty normal. Comparatively speaking, but that that guy you're talking, the guy over here who is cl- clearly upset with me and wants to fight me, uh, is the co-host of the show, the graphically impressive Marco 
Marco, what's up, bro? You know I love you. You know your gaming, your taste in gaming is exquisite, and that's why I do the show with you. It's great, uh, while simultaneously being questionable. What's up, bro? How you been? I don't like your energy at all right now, man. <laughs> not a, not not a not a single teaspoon of your energy. I'm 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 liking right now. All right. I just got back from the Order 1886 convention. It was right by oh. the F Zero convention. Nobody showed up. Nobody was there. <laughs> it was just me. It was not a soul there. <laughs> They were, no, but man. but you know. but Marco but Marco on his Twitter account wrote thousands of people, so many people, the best people Hold at the up. Zero Convention. That's how <laughs> Marco really talks like Donald Trump. Hold on, I am not the Trump of the show. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, guys, we're going to talk about China all episode. China. Long. Um, no, but obviously this is a very special show. We've been doing it for a hundred. Uh, hundred episodes, hoes, man. Yeah, Damn. Uh, we didn't know where we were going when we started the show. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if we were going to do five, six. I mean, our first episode, we, we heard it back. It was like nine hours. You know, yeah, we, we had we like, had to split it up immediately. We're like, yeah. this is this is abysmal. <laughs> we had maybe like point two percent engagement, and that might have been my mama by accident. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it's it, it was a learning process. Nah, but mama. today. What we're going to do is we're going to go back to that day and we're going to throw everything at you. The kitchen sink, all of it. Marco, why don't you tell us exactly what we're going to do here today? That way the listener is ready. Uh, mm. We'll try to do all this under 17 and a half hours. That's, that's yeah, the yeah, goal no. here. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm going to spend the episode defending myself against you. Okay, that's what yeah. that's what we're doing. All right. But in terms of the real structure of the show, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to run back. Episode one for episode 100, meaning we are bringing back our OG format for the show one time only. All right. So for those of you that's been around for a while, you remember our old segments. We're bringing them back just this this one time. That includes five surprise questions. Booty juice of the week and (laughs) (laughs) and the cool down. Okay. if you've never heard those segments before, you're definitely going to want to stick around and check out what those are about. I'll be sure to kind of give you an overview when we hit those 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 OG segments so you know what we're doing. But we're running back the old school format of the show. And we're also bringing back the checkpoint chat that we did for episode one, which is the top 10 games of 2020, except we're doing it in 2023. Now, back then we did our personal top 10 list together, but we didn't do a combined list. So this time we're going to do that part in this episode. Uh, So we're going to look back a couple years ago, take a look at those games that dropped back then and look at it now and go, okay, revisionist history, what are we doing here? How's the top 10 looking? So that's the game plan we have for this episode. And if you don't like it, We'll give a fuck. <laughs> what are you talking about? Me being combative. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to argue with anybody. I just said I don't care. That's the difference. No, See, you, you, want the, you want the battle, and I don't, I don't like that about you. No, I don't, I don't like the fight because I, what I hate doing is apologizing afterwards for being so right that it hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which my bad bro text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, man, I'm a new dad, man, and you know. I've never... <laughs> I've never used that excuse because I'm saving that one for a special uh, all-out fight where it's like, uh, you know, being a dad is hard, as you know, man. So Wow, it's crazy like, out here. Dating is crazy in <clears throat> L.A. right now. It's like the stand-ups do when they have no, like, material. They just go, yeah. hey, if you're a Sagittarius, make some noise. Uh, ladies, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you at? Make some noise. It's, that's, that's that kind of thing. You know, but do the crowd work. Do the crowd work. Got to do it. Yeah. Got to do it. You could have well, been a good stand-up comedian, by the way. I feel like that could have been your calling. Yeah, I think so. The only issue is discipline, which I have none. 
No. Uh, nope. So that's the only problem there. Uh, Could have done it. Uh, would have loved to, but I got no discipline at all. So yeah. your set time would have been at eight o'clock. You would have you would have been on stage at eight seventeen. So sorry, guys. I had well, to poop. I, mean, I had to poop. I, guys. Mean, I don't know. I mean, I could have gotten I could have gotten that down eventually, but then it would have been like <laughs> having a consistent uh, uh, flow of thought that would amount to mm. specific bits that then lend themselves to callbacks, which I would be like, anyway, where was I? And I oh, would think I'm at yeah. church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But instead of mm-hmm. a comedy club, but let's go and let's uh, head in right into uh, the new segment here. Uh, we'll have the yeah. new segment, the old segment. That is the new segment now, which yeah. is five surprise questions. Let's do that right now. All right, Marco, I got five on it. I knew you were going to do that. I knew it, and I was just about to hang up the phone. I got five on it. Okay, you got why, five. Did you put, why, why did you put the, your hand by your throat when you did that? What does that do? Well, I wanted to get what I did. I wanted to get the, the vocal cords. You wanted the vibrato? Yeah, vibrato going. I just wanted okay. to get it. I was going to put it next to my ear, but then I realized I wasn't harmonizing anything, so I didn't need to do that. It was a little uh, maybe later. Yeah, yeah, maybe later down the road I will definitely uh, do that uh, in mm-hmm. terms of harmonizing with you. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's get, <laughs> let's get this going. Five surprise questions. We did this in the first episode. Basically, what we do here is we're going to ask questions. I've not seen Marco's questions. Marco yep. has not seen my questions. These nope. are video game related questions, of course. But these are five surprise questions that we have here. Marco, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your number fifth. Your number fifth. <laughs> wow. How you doing? Uh, your number five question. Go for it, Marco. All right. Um, listen, Pablo, we, we got let, Let's address it. it. It's it's on time because we're doing 2020 and 2023. Yeah. A game that came out in 2020, The Last of Us Part Two. Very uh-huh. controversial game from a storytelling standpoint. The TV show hit. Right. Everybody's thinking about, man, season two. Abby's coming. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you. All these years later, are you Team Ellie or are you Team Abby? Man, that's a hard question to answer off rip just because we're talking about part two, Last of Us part two. Mm-hmm. Just Whose side do you want? Whose side do you want? Their well, motives, their reasons, all that. If who, it's who The Last with? of Us 2, then I'm, I'm Team Abby 100% all the way. I mean, now we're talking about Ellie in terms of like her one and two, then she, she has the edge. But in the structure of... Part two, season two coming soon. I'm assuming I, I'm Team Abby. She got the her motive. Her motive makes a lot of sense to mm. me. Joel killed her dad, who was spoilers here. Joel kills her dad, who's trying to cure the world, and all he did was show up and create this incredible thing. And all he needed was the, some brain stems, uh, mm. stems there. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, she has no daddy. And so she's out there trying to get the man who killed her. And then after that, after all that shit, she decides, you know, kind of let it go, becomes her own kind of Joel. Mm. And and Ellie's dumbass comes all the way here. This this person is emaciated, has nothing left, fights her ass, and then still does nothing. Ellie, weak. If she's going to do something, you should have at least offed her. Uh, Didn't happen. Yeah, I, I think that... I think we're meant to to. I think the way that game was rated, we're meant to 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 see Abby's point of view, mm. and I think they challenge themselves with like people love Ellie. Let's try to make people not love her, or at the very least, love Abby more. And I think they succeeded. I, I think the show and replaying the game has done a lot mm-hmm. for my feelings on on The Last of Us Two. 
specifically that and i think it was i think the last of us 2 is an incredible game that I, I think that personally me um i misjudged and that's part of it the story the challenges that they they, they put upon themselves and how they actually managed to 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 accomplish that in my opinion but yeah team all abby right. all the way oh man you got listen we're 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 both team abby all right yeah because okay. e- Ellie, I love Ellie, but Ellie was acting like a whole grain fool in The Last of Us Part Two. Listen, <laughs> Joel was Joel crossed, like they said in the game, literally, he crossed a lot of people. All right. Mm-hmm. You're killing the guy that is trying to heal the world, make it a better place yeah. for you and for me and the entire human race. That's Michael Jackson, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Yeah, wow. Well, um, this man has no right to get on me for a five on it. <laughs> And he gave me a whole bar of a Michael Jackson's. I, I was so upset. Why are you ruined like my whole this? day? Let me. Can I be me? Um, <laughs> listen, Abby. Abby was right. I'm sorry. I mean, I, yeah. I love Joel as much as the next person. I didn't like that he died either. But contextually, with the story, it's like, what? What was she supposed to do? Sit there and go, yeah. oh, that's unfortunate. Sorry, Dad. You know, like, come on, man. She she got jacked. She was not playing. She took fingers from this chick. Like uh, it, it was mm-mm. like she it was El, Ellie's lucky that she lived because I think Abby was going to smoke her boots. Uh, and that, I, if oh, you yeah. don't like that too bad, y'all. I mean, oof, yeah, tough times. It's man. funny. Hey, Marco, it's funny because I, I, my first question is the last of us related as well. Okay. Uh, and I, this is kind of the same reason, kind of staying on topic, so, so, kind of it's current. But I have an interesting question for you, and I want you to think about it because I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I think that I'm, I have a I have a specific thought on it, which I'll share after your 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 uh, you answer the question. And my question okay. is this: Is the Last of Us HBO adaptation a better all around narrative than the game itself? No, no, I don't think so. You no. don't think so? It's great, but don't get me wrong; it's great. But um, I think what the game did, and I talked about this when we talked like the midseason yeah. stuff, I think some of the changes they made, particularly to Joel's character, to me kind of weakened him a little bit, in my opinion. Um, and whereas I thought that the, the story arc of the way that Joel and Ellie bond through in the video games is a lot more earned because Joel fucking hated Ellie. And you yeah. never really felt that resentment, that bitterness, that fuck this fucking kid, man. On that Michael Jordan kind of energy. It, it, <laughs> it, it never was that. And I think that because that bond and, and they made Joel so PTSD focused and, you know, he's very, you know, withered and doesn't believe in himself and he's sobbing to his brother. It, it I'm not trying to say it's bad storytelling. I just think it's not as good of the storytelling as from the game where I felt like <laughs> the and not only that, but I think that because the infected are so minimized in the the tv series yeah um it it hardly felt like there was anything really going on with the world that you know was like cataclysmic everything just looked bombed out but there was never really enough of a threat um that you know brought these people closer together that you felt in the games so i think although i love them both i gotta give the nod to the games yeah i'm actually structurally i actually like the way that the show did it uh i think i I agree with you i think characterizations of certain characters a little bit kind of uh yeah weren't as good as the game but i like the structure of the uh, of the of the show itself i like i like the way 
that uh, a lot of things unfolded, uh, specifically towards the end of the show. I kind of like uh, how, not weakened, but how Joel was kind of, he was competent, but he wasn't the Joel of the video game because we never had to see him kill so many infected or anything like that and then seeing him kind of like eliminate and align, align uh, annihilate all those people at the hospital really mm. kind of put a stamp on his feelings for her like what he was willing to do and kind of showed that he hasn't really changed much at least as much as he claims to have changed when when something that he loves is threatened he'll go right back to being that complete whole piece of shit and I kind of like that, and I, I kind of like how manic he was at the end of the, uh, of the show. Did you see that's how manic true. he was? Yeah, that's when he true. was like with his daughter. Oh, you would like my daughter. Like he was really, really trying to, to. Like he was like coming down from this 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 experience he just had, and it just felt like, man, this guy's feeling a little unstable right now. And I, mm. I just like the way he was playing, I guess. But that okay. the, I, I, I ultimately I think that the game does a better job, but. I like the structure more of the, of the show itself, but anyway, bonus bonus question, real quick: Should they re, should they remix the, the game and release a Last of Us One uh, remix version of the story where oh. it kind of follows the story a little bit? I would hate that. I would yeah. hate that. I'm cool with them being separate entities that that overlap, but I don't want the I don't want the carry. I, I don't want the bleed through from one. I wouldn't be surprised if that. they do like a like a director's cut, and it's like the the, the way the the show is in the game though i thought they were gonna add the dlc into the into the main sh- game like they did with the show that would have mm. been dope but yeah mm. all right gotcha. what's your number two question all right pablo so here's here's the thing man you're only allowed to play three games for the rest oh. of your life three games for the rest of your life but here's the kicker pablo they can only be games from specific genres here are your choices you get to pick one racing game you get to okay. pick one fighting game, and you get okay. one live service game, and that's it. Okay. All you right. got to pick one of those three, uh, one for each, and that's your three games yeah. forever. I think racing I know what game. you're going to pick. I think I know what you got, but okay. I'm, I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you do it. All right. Racing game. Anything with cars. It doesn't have to be. It can be car combat. It can be a straight yeah, yeah, racing yeah, yeah. game, arcade whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is the, at that point, it's, it's less... It's less um, difficult, so it's going to be, yeah, it, it, you got it. It's Mario Kart, mm-hmm. it's Smash Brothers, and it's mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Although, you know, I thought you were going to do Fortnite for the third one. No, I, I it was between Apex Legends um, and, 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 Tom, and Rainbow Six because I am a person that can easily be, be distracted. Obviously, mm. we know this. But if I only had to play Apex Legends, I would have been a okay with that. But obviously, just Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Yeah. Uh, uh, what am I saying? The whole name? Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> uh, if I had to play Siege, <laughs> if that's the only game I had to pick, I would be more than okay to just continue playing okay. that for sure. That's All a right. good. That's a good. I have. I guess I have something similar here. We'll get to that eventually here. All right. But yeah, I my, have. By I the have, way, my picks would be the same. Honestly, the exact yeah. same as yours. I almost went Forza there, like Forza, the newest Forza, just because it's like the best Forza. But mm. no, there's no way. Mario Kart is is it just endless is, replay is, value, endless fun. Yeah, absolutely. And proven by the fact that it's nine years old and I'm still playing it today. So come on. Uh, number two question for me, and this is a little bit of a cheeky one because you know I'm a go. cheeky fella. Uh, Marco, are you ready to admit that the DualSense controller features? 
quote unquote <laughs> features are more gimmick than essential gaming feature. No, absolutely not. Listen, ah, this I gave him a chance. A hundred episodes in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here, here's reality, right? What 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 people have to understand is yep. that Pablo's arthritis, uh-huh. his weak bone structure, okay, <laughs> Jesus, the calcium deficiency, the joint, the joint and ligament damage that he has sustained, okay, is real. It's a real thing. So his way of compensating for the fact that his limp wrist syndrome. Okay, <laughs> LWS. If you want to go Google it, okay, you can go talk to Bing AI. They'll say, "Oh, you talking about Pablo? Yeah, Pablo. Yeah, right. That's what this is all about, really. At the end of the day, this is Pablo being bitter because he can't his his widow fingers can't handle right. ha- the triggers <laughs> being so tough Look. to squeeze down. Listen, in games like Gran Turismo Seven, all seriousness, right? The 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 rumble support is extremely helpful in, in providing information as far as your your speed, your turns, uh, and also your, uh, you know, the racers that are around you kind yeah. of, you know, riding you and getting it, you know, I'm, I'm not a race car fanatic, so I don't know the exact terms here, but, you know, just knowing yeah, well, they're close. Your, your, your track awareness, I'll just say that. Maybe that sounds smart. That's good. That's but good. it can be very helpful in that sense. Now, it all comes down to utilization by the games at, at the end of the day. Um, and so, you know, third parties that, that add in that kind of support, but it's kind of ham-fisted. It's not really, like, fully, like, really well fleshed out. Like, I think that's what I can argue is maybe not as awesome. But- but I think that the ability that it has to be a useful part of a game when it comes yeah. to immersion or information, I think is really cool. And I stand yeah, by it hundred percent. I, I just don't think that feature elevates any game in that, in the aspect where it's like, this game is okay, but this okay. makes it better or like God of War Ragnarok without anything dual sense would still be a pretty decent game or uh, any other game that came out of the PlayStation library, which is plentiful and, and they have incredible games. I don't think any of those single, uh, any of those games would need the dual sense to, to make an essential part of the experience. Uh, in all seriousness, I do think the dual sense is cool. I just don't think enough people use it. And I reason for that is because I don't think it changes the game. Really. It's, it's a cool thing to talk about. Like when the raindrops are falling in, in, uh, uh, in uh, returnal, that's cool, but after a while, it's just you don't really feel that sh- the stuff anymore. So it kind of just feels. Who to is me, you? You mean you? <laughs> I mean, it's not a thing where it's like, oh, it's not a thing you really think about. I, I don't think. Well, think I, take that feature out of Returnal, and it and return our opinions of Returnal, notwithstanding, just a general consensus of Returnal. Nobody's like this game is good because you can feel the raindrops on your hands. I mean that it's a cool feature, but it's not an essential gaming feature. Is is? And I'm not saying you've ever said that. Raindrops I, 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 fall in. <laughs> Hands, hands, <laughs> but uh, I just think it's uh, you know it's a, well, it's fine. But people calling like like calling it like the essential next gen version, a uh, next gen uh, product that is changing the game, which it has right. never done. Well, but you know three, what? Three D audio for sure. Here's 100%. the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's funny we're talking about controllers, Pablo. It's like you looked at my my damn notes. All right, because my next question for you is about controllers, Pablo. I want you to give me your top three pack-in controllers of all time. This is yeah. excluding the elites. This is excluding yeah, the yeah. the pro controller. I want what you get mm-hmm. with when you buy the console. Give me your top three of all time. Doesn't have to be in uh, any order, but I want your three. Yeah. 
Xbox One, uh, Xbox 360, and oh man, that's a good one. Hmm. Uh, I'll, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and I would say people hate this controller, but I, I kind of like this controller. It's the GameCube controller. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Actually, you know what? No, no. Let, let, let me take that back. Let's, let's quit the bullshit. The dual sense at number three, just because it 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 revive it remade that the 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 analog which I fucking despised, and it made it actually fit in my hand, nor like a normal controller. I hate the fact that it's not offset. Okay. Uh, but but it is the best PlayStation controller they've ever made, just on the mo- mold and the model of it. So Xbox One, Xbox Three Sixty, PS Five. Okay. See, I, 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 and, and the I'm, reason I don't say Xbox Series X is because it's the same controller, so you can just enter Xbox Series X, um, Xbox Three Sixty. It's, it's a swap. It, it's yeah, the you, same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a swap. Yeah. I was with you with the GameCube controller, man. That's actually my number one. <laughs> I mean, GameCube yeah. is my number one. I, I gave DualSense number two and Xbox One uh, number three. That'd be my pick. Yeah, I my. just think for me, um, I, I love. The GameCube controller, but I specifically love it for Smash Bros. So it's 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 definitely up there. But I mean, the Xbox 360, I think, with that controller hit, it really changed the way uh, people talk about console controls in mm. terms of like being able to play first person shooters. The Xbox One, Xbox Xbox Series X, that just completely made that control essential in gaming. You know, I think it's the number, it's the it's the use it's one of the controls used the most with PC gaming as well. And then the PS5 is 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 I think they, for me I know people like you are very used to the the analog uh, the DualShock stuff, yeah. but man I I feel like DualShock is is one of the worst controllers ever, uh, just because of the structure and the shape of it. But yeah, man. So those are my three. That's a good question. All right. Um, I, I got a I got a I got a cool question here for you. All right. So I'm gonna name three studios. And uh, and then I'm gonna head into the question here. Fuck Mary Softworks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so stupid. Bethesda Softworks, CDPR, and Obsidian. Uh huh. These are three game studios that make Marco and Pablo S games. You know the Western RPG. Uh, you can only pick pick one studio to keep making games, and the other two will disappear forever. What studio are you picking and why? That that's Bethesda Softworks, which is obviously we know what they make. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, CDPR, which uh, CD Projekt Red, and Obsidian. Yep. You know, uh, the they, when it comes mm-hmm. to those kind of games, they're the best. Uh, I would have put in um, Bioware, but they haven't made something that's worth yeah, it in yeah. quite some time. So these are the essentials right now. Pick one. Other two studios disappear from the face of the earth, and you can only play those games on uh, what they make. Good ass question, sir. But it's an easy one. You can get Obsidian and Bethesda right on out of here. That's right. Walk them right on out, sir. That's right. Right here, sir. Right here, Todd. Todd. Todd Howard. Right here. I'm sorry. I I, I've never. I mean, I I like Obsidian. I I love what they did with Fallout New Vegas, but I'm not a big fan of the Outer Worlds. I'm sorry. I don't like that game. I I just I couldn't get into it. Man, I mean, I, I'm 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 excited about Avowed, but I, it's not a it's not a game that I'm clamoring for. So if they were wiped off the map, sorry, man, it's them's the breaks, you know. Um, yeah. And Bethesda, I feel like they their heyday is kind of it's feeling like it kind of came and went. Hopefully, Starfield shows us that I'm wrong. I want to be wrong, 
but if they ceased to exist, I would be content with what they brought to the table up yeah. until a certain point. But CDPR, I'm just so curious and, and, and amazed at just their ideas, even though I know people are going to be like, but they make the cyberpunk came out this is a mess. And it, it was, but you can't knock mobile? them for the, the, the storytelling, dude. That storytelling is everything in those games, and- man. And they fill those gaps. The CDPR with Witcher kind of fills in the 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 Skyrim yeah. uh, gap, and then the space game. You know, you got uh, you got Cyberpunk, which is not space, but I yep. mean, it, it it has that uh, aesthetic to it. So yeah, man, it's mm-hmm. for me. It would be CDPR without question. Uh, it's, right. It feels like a hard question, it's, but it's not a hard. Question. It's not a fun yeah. question. I like all three of them. It's yeah, just yeah. damn. Uh, but all right, man. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Your damn self. All right. Pablo, the gaming gods have ascended down, descended down, uh, and bestowed upon you the power to do one of these two things. You have a choice between these two scenarios. You can either guarantee that no Xbox games will ever suffer from troubled development again, Uh or you can guarantee that all future Nintendo consoles will have complete graphical hardware parody with xbox and playstation forever yeah if you got to choose between those two scenarios to guarantee those things what are you picking it's hard because in one hand i'm really excited to guarantee that we're gonna get a reboot of perfect dark and the other hand that's the tricky thing does nintendo really need to with all these amazing games that they have coming out you know what Let's do that. I'm going to go with Xbox uh, mm. never having a troubled uh, developing cycle ever again, only because they, when they're on their game, they can make some pretty incredible games. Uh, we just haven't seen it in a while. Mm. Uh, and I think, obviously, all the news and the cons- constant bullshit with what's going on over there. I, and the reason I do that is because I'm giving them a helping hand because Nintendo don't need it. I've many times Nintendo have been at parity with, with some other consoles and their third-party support is there, but people don't buy those consoles for that because they kind of restrict themselves to a specific gimmick or a thing. Like, sure, like, can we get a handheld that's as powerful as the PlayStation 6 with with the Switch 3 or something? Like, you get mm-hmm. too many kind of weird specifics. I don't think they need it. Mario Kart, Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, these games that we love or prop potentially will love, they keep hitting, they keep doing well, and I think that they don't specifically need it. Well, Xbox, I think, to ensure their survival, I think they need to start pumping out some really good games without any issues going mm. forward. So that that would be where I'm at. Um, but that's a good question because it's not that easy. Because I think a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, you just have Nintendo be paired with all three systems, which is a good choice. But at the same time, you know, some of our best games in the last 10 years are on a Switch that is inferior it's all about graphics, you know, gameplay, Fair point. Uh, Fair point. idea, execution is very important. But uh, yeah, man. when you have a system like the Xbox Series X, you want to make sure that they have the best of the best in terms of their games. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. What's your last question for your boy? Oh, no, I got, wait, is five or four? No, it's five. So I'm at four right now. Okay. I just asked you the last one about the, the gaming gods. So you got one more or is that it? No, I got two more. I got four. All right, well, throw, throw, throw it at me, man. We'll, let's just get through them. You didn't ask me five. Did you, you just no, no, I got five. one more left. I got one more in me. Okay, okay. So number four, 
Uh, you get to build your own console, but you have to choose the following. Okay. Uh, Pick one video game library from Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation. Pick one controller from Nintendo, and and it could be the Elites, it could be the Pro Controllers, it could be the PlayStation from Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, and pick one feature from Nintendo, Xbox, or PlayStation. That's including uh, uh, Quick Resume, but also things like Game Pass, uh, Nintendo's thing, and PlayStation's thing. Yeah. So, what do you got? Uh, I would take PlayStation's library. Yeah. I would t- <laughs> I, Okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty much taking all PlayStation here. I'm taking all PlayStation. And I, I say that all PlayStation because um, I'm sorry, man. I just think that um, even with, like, the, the bonus thing. Oh, well, you know what? Okay. I'll say I would I would take the quick resume from Xbox for this for this mock console but i would take playstation for everything else but what would feature would you have picked from playstation I, I, I was gonna say you know i i just like that they're almost they have an apple like approach to their um their proprietary stuff like 3d audio um they've standardized that whereas xbox it's more like the android device of of the consoles where it's yeah, it gives you dtsx it gives you atmos it gives you the windows sonic one that sucks ass but it gives you that it's like it's almost too many options it's supposed to be like great to have that much choice but it's also a little bit like wonky because yeah no one really ever uses it in a standardized fashion whereas i think playstation through you know hey Dual sense. We've got here are the features you can use. Hey, 3D audio. This is how you do it. I think it makes it feel like I've seen I've seen those features utilized a lot more than I th- kind of thought they would be. Uh, so I like the fact that PlayStation does that. But I I think overall for convenience sake, especially as people that juggle multiple games uh, at, at the same time, Quick Resume would probably be my favorite if I had to go there. I'm surprised you didn't go like PlayStation Library and like Game Pass, where like you get the PlayStation first party games. No, no, because I yeah. I, I don't think it's as I don't think it's essential the way that other people do. I think it's great, but well, I don't yeah, think it's essential. I, yeah. No, I, and I picked that because I feel like mine would. I, I had different scenarios. The only one that obviously I didn't do is I didn't do the Xbox library. I was between Nintendo and then, then mm. the the Elite and then the uh, and then Game Pass. Like it would have been Nintendo Elite Game Pass or PlayStation okay. uh, Elite Game Pass. But yeah. Anyway, uh, what do you got for me? That was a good Number question. Four. Um, all right, man. Very simple question. What's the worst console you ever owned? PlayStation 3. Um, mm. PlayStation 3 is the worst console I've ever owned. Uh, I, um, I, yeah. Yeah, it was. It just, it just, it wasn't, it just, nothing, I never wanted to play it unless it was a, an exclusive title. And really, they had good exclusive titles, obviously, but it just, the controller was awful, the UI was awful, uh, you know, graphically, some of the stuff just wasn't good, even with the with, with some exclusive games, uh, just because of the B-Cell or whatever they did to, to, to develop games. Uh, and then really, when you go into their, into their first person library, you know, I know people first like party. Resistance. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, first party. What did I say? First, first person. Yeah, first uh, party library. I mean, shit, first person library. Resistance uh, sucks. I mean, Killzone. I don't like it, but uh, yeah. Killzone. They just weren't very good uh, games, mm. and they couldn't really compete with uh, Xbox, which Xbox was doing, you know, was doing their thing and PlayStation was doing theirs. So I think the PS3 is by far the worst console. Like, I, and, and this is a person that owned the Vita and the PSP Portable and yeah. 
the new 3DS, which I think was cool for if you never had 3DS. But if you bought a new 3DS by having 3DS, I mean, that's you got access to three games that yeah, you never know, had right? access that to. And that's silly. it. Yeah, so that's 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 a contender. Uh, but yeah, that that would be easily mm. for me. How about you? Just curious. It it would have been PlayStation theme, but then I remembered how much I played uh, the Wii and thought, why does this exist? Why why is the Nintendo Wii a thing? Uh, no, not the um the Wii U. I'm Wii sorry, U. Wii U. Yeah, uh, the Wii. I, obviously, it's a it was a sensation. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, but I mean the Wii U was like, what the fuck is this? Um, it just felt so unnecessary, uh, and obviously it, it felt like a later. it felt like a beta test for the Switch. It was like, yeah. all right, man, this is everything felt really wrong playing every game. Whereas I yeah. think I I hated the PlayStation Three as well. <clears throat> But I didn't feel like like games played wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. something no, that true. just did not that's work true. with that gimmick at all. So, I I I the Wii U would have been it except for me. I never owned the Wii U till later, like oh, much later, like when it. it was already dead. It was people were like, oh, "This console's trash." I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna play Mario Kart. I'm gonna play Smash mm-hmm. and some of the games that came out for it, like the Wind Waker HD stuff." But like the it's uh yeah. Uh, I would have said that if it, it would have been it. Yeah. So my last game, my last question, uh, it's this one. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because yeah. I know it sucks kind of pulling shit out of thin air. But I want you to pick three games you want in honor of Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space. I want you to pick three games you want full remix of that are that isn't currently being rumored to, to exist or being speculated on uh, being remade uh, anytime soon. Just three games that are, are not... Like no Metal Gear, okay. nothing like that, because that's being speculated already. Uh, what three games you think you would want? To I would fully remade. I would pick Metal Gear Solid One, which I know it already got a remake before, but I want a I want a full blown remake remake. Well, actually, right. no, that, that kind of well, I don't know if that counts or not because that said, it's not. Well, it's yeah, never no, been no, confirmed, no. but. It's never been confirmed, but also Metal Gear's been talked, so we don't know which one it is. So <clears> let's keep Metal Gear out. Okay, so then I would say. I would love a Deus Ex Human Revolution remake. I would love Max Payne 3 remake. Because they're doing Jesus the first guys, two. Why they're, are you preaching right now? They got, they got one and two already going. So why not? Why are you preaching? You know, because of what I do. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. Let me see. I got it in my brain. Let me make sure. I, let, me, let me double check. Cross reference here. Make sure nothing else is more important than this one. Uh no, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little deep cut here with the darkness. Oh, man. I want a darkness yeah. comeback. I played the darkness this year. I played this darkness this year. I want a and comeback. I want that. That's so good. That those are great picks. I feel like Human Revolution could really uh, use it. One hundred. Someone who just play, yeah, someone who just played day, uh, Max Payne three like last year. I think a complete remake from the ground up, it would still benefit that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though change some story stuff, maybe like here or there, you know, make it a little bit more um, cohesive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, man, the darkness, the darkness is a game that came out, 2K made it. And I think even then it was kind of like a budget title. Like a if bit. it got that full treatment, because then with two, the cell shading stuff, which I know you're not a fan of. Uh, that Those are good picks, man. Great picks. Great picks. It's what I do, Love man. Love that. It's what I do. Yeah, man. Making me look like a fool here because I, ta- I, I called you out on your taste, on your <laughs> video game taste. And those were <laughs> yeah, excellent. Mean, I'm just the greatest. Uh, 
It just I'm sorry. Right. It just feels good to be great. Okay. Um, and modest as well. So I think, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that was great, my... modest. Those are combinations that, you know, those are the words that I use to describe you to absolutely nobody. Let's go ahead and move in to a more familiar section of the show. And that's loadouts. That's the games we've been playing all week. Let's get right into it right now. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. Marco, we're here. Loadout section. Mm. Uh, I want I want to start with you because you have a game yes. on here off rip that I'm like excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. and that is uh, the quarry. Why are, you, why are you playing this game, man? Don't be don't 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 be no, like no, no, that. I like this game. See here you go like with the game. here you go with being judgy. I don't like this. See you you lead people into this. Like why would you play this game? Let me tell you yeah. something. So this game. This game popped up. Stop ad-libbing while I'm talking, all right? I said it's a good I literally said it's a good game. All right. I don't trust you sometimes because you, you mumble. No, no, no. All no, right? No. Um, play that back. I said good game, I promise. All right. Uh, so The Quarry dropped on PlayStation Plus recently, and I ain't got shit to do. So, um, you know, I, I kind of bounced off of Octopath. I'm not going to lie. I bounced off. Maybe not forever. I might come back. But I got to be honest, with Resident Evil 4 coming around the corner... I got into a little bit of a horror mindset. I wanted to be scared. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give the quarry a fair shake. I love that game. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I finished it. Um, game is great. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I Now, I will say this. It, compared to Until Dawn, I'm actually going to replay Until Dawn. Because I want to know kind of which out of the two I like more. I, I still think I like Until Dawn more. But the quarry is really damn good. Um, it's, it is surprisingly, um, immersive, especially when you kind of get cooking with the story and you figure out like what exactly is going on. I think the problem that Supermassive has had is in the past, especially with the Dark Pictures series, that it's, it feels like it's horror for the sake of being horror and that there's not enough, you know, uh, uh, context and explanation to really make the scares and the spooky stuff feel like earned. And I think the quarry does a pretty good job of, of setting up exactly why things are happening the way they are. And I actually like the group of, of, of college kids that they are. I mean, it's it's a little cringy, but it's kind of that it's the slasher film kind of style of things. So there's a little bit of that. Um, But man, I thought that the, the moments in that game were really good. I thought some of the, the plot elements were pretty, were pretty good. Did you, uh, did you lose a lot of people? I lost two people. I lost one okay. at the last, the very last uh, combat sequence. I lost one person. I was, and I really liked that person a lot. So I was kind of bitter about that. But um, no, I lost three people. I lost three people. Yeah, but yeah. it was. But I didn't hate that I lost them. Like it felt. It felt no, really no, no. like. It felt good. Like it's like okay, that makes sense that that happened. You know what I mean? Based on my choices. I, I currently rewatched uh, all the Scream movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and I so I saw you were playing this. I was like, yeah, I remember the quarry. I like the quarry because you're right. When people die, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a slasher film. Having a slasher film, nobody that would be kind of weak sauce. But uh, no, no, I was joking. The quarry is actually really good. I it's a game that I enjoyed. Uh, pretty good. It, you know, these games are not my favorite kind of games, but the quarry is is the it's the best of their kind for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually made me um, go back and play some of the Dark Pictures games. So I finished Man of Badan for the first time. The game is terrible. Oof. It's terrible. Awful. Um, however, 
uh, Little Hope, which is the second one, was pretty good. It was a nice little plot twist in there. I'm like, damn, that was kind of that was kind of cool. Uh, and it happens right at the very end, so it's like, wow, that was pretty interesting. I didn't I didn't really do the math, and th- I didn't know that was happening. Um, but it was pretty interesting for sure. So I'm I'm gonna wait until the other games end up on PS Plus, and then I'll get to them eventually. But um, I've I, yeah, I just kind of kind of got into a survival horror or you know scary game kind of rabbit hole there, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the second thing I added on loadouts now back back in the day for loadouts, we didn't always just throw games in there. We would also throw right. news topics or general things like that. I threw the PS5 Pro rumor in here real quick, Pablo, because it's obviously a topic. Um, people are really concerned that it's happening too soon. Um, that it's not a good decision, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of throw this into the discussion for just a bit, uh, to get your thoughts on it. But I, I kind of, I'll start by saying that I think that the, as far as whether or not it's too soon, I think that that largely depends on how long of a generation that these companies are, are trying to target. Um, I think we're in for a pretty long console cycle here. I think because of the pandemic, really slowing down the first two years of of this generation with the shortages of consoles like it's this generation didn't get off to the start that i think anybody thought it would uh you know for playstation xbox and nintendo really so i can see them going you know what we can't afford to just abandon the ps5 user base and do a ps6 we need to kind of keep this user base and so that way our new games have the best potential to sell so i think that as much as it might piss people off, I think the why of, of why they would do this is is basically kind of clear. It's to put out a new SKU, right, that has better hardware capabilities. And what people do is they'll sell their OG PS5s. That puts new PS5s in circulation that other people can buy, and that increases the user base. So that when a new God of War comes out, there's more millions of people that have PlayStation 5s, both pro and base, that can buy the game. Um, so I think that's the probably the logic as to why they're doing this, and I get that. But on the surface, it, it, it does feel like, damn, it's only been three years. This is kind of weird. Yeah. And, and then putting the onus on us to, re, uh, to restock the PlayStation 5 stuff is, is, is weird as well. Um, yeah, I... Listen, this is always going to happen. I think Xbox is probably going to do the same thing. Uh, play, Nintendo's been rumored to be to be doing this for for a very long time as well. This is part of the course now, mid-cycle generation upgrade. I'm not upset about that at all. I, I think that that's just part of the course. I just think it's too early. And I think the reason, I think what I'm finding myself asking is why. What capabilities are they going to advance? I have a a PlayStation 5 box that says 8K on it, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they've not yet reached the promise, both console, uh, of what those consoles can do, native 4K, 60 frames, things that they promised those consoles can do. They've yet to reach the promise and they get to reach the full potential of those consoles admitted by both companies. So by releasing a more quote unquote powerful console, I, I, I just confusing to me because this console that we have in our homes right now, they have not been tapped out yet. Like we, we haven't seen the cap- the max capabilities of the PlayStation Five or the Xbox Series X. So by upgrading to better specs, that sounds questionable to me. That sounds almost maybe they can upgrade any little thing and call it an upgrade. Because Xbox One X is a significant upgrade from the Xbox One. Yeah, it One. was. Yeah, and the PS4 Pro to the maybe less so, but still significant enough to where yeah. there are changes that you see. And you're like. 
I I get it. I just don't see one of the things that the rumor says is because they want to make ray tracing a standard. Uh, native yeah, to, yeah. to standard to everything, which is cool. I get all that, but. I was under the impression because they told me that that was something that was going to happen with the PlayStation 5 mm. and Xbox Series X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. already a thing that we're going to do. So them either admitting that the the console can't do that, which I don't think that's it, or with your reasoning, which is just kind of getting a new skew out there, kind of repumping up the, the, the stock and all that stuff. Yeah. That's shitty to me. And that's just a practice that I can't get behind. I, I think it's lame. Uh, but in terms of what they do, yeah, this was always going to happen. Just the reasons behind it just seem a little nefarious, comparatively speaking, to the S- F- PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, where they were actually enhancing and advancing the console by releasing this mid-cycle upgrade because now you can play games the way the developer intended. So it, it's just it's just one of those things where uh, it would suck to see... Uh, it's tricky. To see that happening. It's tricky. Yeah. There's all kinds of variables. There's the cross-gen aspect of, of this generation so far, which I think is really hamstrung games from really being yeah. able to show their stuff. I think people have fallen in love with frame rate now more as a popular thing, whereas last-gen people, by and large, on the console side, were cool with 30 frames per second. Um, and I also think that, in, in a weird way, Unreal Engine 5 is to blame for this as well. Because so many companies are going to be relying on Unreal Engine 5 for their games in the future. Yeah. The problem with that is that a lot of times, from what we've seen, Unreal Engine 5 looks gorgeous, but they, people are looking like they're struggling with getting a decent frame rate for that engine, which I'm yeah. a little worried I just about. Think, so. I just, maybe, yeah, I think, I think it's possible to be worried. I just also think it's a new engine, and so they'll have to iron out some kinks. I don't know, but see, I don't know if a new console is going to fix that. You know what oh, I mean? I don't that's know more either. Of like yeah, a, I, I, yeah. yeah, that's more of a like behind-the-scenes tools and, 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 sure. and just getting to know the, the, the product better. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, let's move into kind of my stuff. I, I kept a little more traditional. I wasn't going to talk about uh, Scream and all that stuff, but I, I didn't get to watch the newest movie, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, okay. talk about okay. that. So, um, Atomic Hearts. Um, I will admit to you as well, Marco, that I've also kind of come off of uh, the game that I'm completely blanking on now, Octopath Traveler 2. There you go. Uh, just bounced off, off a little bit because I was at a point where I'm like, I love all these stories, but now we're getting deeper into each of these stories. And I'm like, I don't think I love all of them as much. I like their intros a lot. And then this feels a little grindy. And I'm at that point. I don't think I'm completely done with it. Cause I, 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 I at least want to finish some of my favorite character stories, even if I don't get to finish the entire game. And even then I would clock it out of 50 hours at that point. So it's, it's not like I didn't put time into it. It's just that these games, I read an article saying, uh, the Octopath Traveler two is an incredible game to play. And a miserable game to finish. That was the. Uh, that That's was very the, the, accurate from what I feel. Yeah. 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 So it's like, damn. And I read that. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I haven't even got to some of the parts where it, <laughs> it really requires the grinding. Anyway, but so I, I, I've, I've been in the same place, kind of limbo, just kind of biding my time for Resident Evil 4. And I started playing Atomic Hearts again. And I tell you, this is a consistently frustrating experience, <laughs> but it is. It is still interesting enough. I think that the gameplay elements are still interesting. The ga- uh, the story is, is ham-fisted and overwritten to hell, but there are certain things in terms of how the world looks, the aesthetic of the world, the the, the, the level design. It is it is quality. There is some quality there, and I am getting my first-person Bioshock fix esque there because of some of the story elements and some of the fantastical things that happen in that game. Um, it, it's... 
it's just it's just a, a mess of missed opportunities yeah and obnoxious writing and that's the frustrating thing because it's like man this was these last 35 minutes have been amazing like this is like great like they're doing an awesome job and then it devolves into just horrible writing and just kind of re, uh redundant gameplay mechanics that it's like oh it's a it, it's a it's a consistently frustrating experience that i still keep coming back to because when it's not frustrating and everything is kind of working it's kind of fire bro they 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 have something here i just feel like it's just it's just too many it's too many um Missed opportunities to mm. make this a game that you're going to be like that, that you can recommend. It's it's definitely doing its job in terms of filling a gap in my gaming uh, hole right now where I have not much to play because I've bought a bunch of stuff. So, uh, but with that said, I have not played Atomic Hearts in the last two days because I've been playing uh, kind of a game that I play every year. Yeah. Uh, I kind of uh, I put a, a, a good bit of time into it, and that is uh, WWE 2K23. I am a I am one of those uh, wrestling fans like Marco who made we don't watch the product every Monday, every Friday night. We keep up with it to the best of our ability, but for whatever reason, when it comes to the game itself, I'm there every year. Uh, even tw- even 2K20, which was absolutely horrific in every way possible, uh, but yeah, 2- 2K23, um, it kind of take- takes the takes over from 22 a little bit in terms of how it looks and how it plays. It's a lot like it, except this time they're doing the John Cena or John Cena as John Cena. Uh, Tanchena, yeah. Uh, Santino Marlo would say. But uh, it's the showcase. What I love about the showcase, and you can tell this was a John Cena thing because he said so much up front. Instead of you playing as John Cena, you play every John Cena opponent, major opponent that he's lost against. And so basically, you're in there every showcase to beat John Cena. Yes. And I love it. I I think it's masterfully done. More. Uh, The the transitions. The transitions are still amazing. Uh, you know, it's objective based. Do this, 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 and once you do that, it goes uh-huh. into like, it's it's really cool. Like you, you throw, you whip somebody across the, the 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 ring, and then he passes like the 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 go, the goal post, uh, the post, and, the, and then when he passes it, it transitions to real life. Mm. That stuff is amazing. I will say, there's one thing that the other game also did, but I feel this is a little worse for whatever reason. They don't play commentary. I, actually, the, the reason is because it's, it'd be hard to sync the commentary with the real commentary. So there's not much going on there. Oh, the you mean crowd when they is, transition and all that? No, just when you're wrestling, period. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, I got it. Yeah. Okay. It'll, it'll, it's a little thing up top. It should have been narrated. John Cena, instead of the, the objective should be there, but John Cena should have been narrating it. They didn't do that. And so what happens is uh, you have like, this weird licensed lay music playing like for rvd it's like this hardcore kind of music playing because you're playing rvd so it's like bow, 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 do, 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 when you're fighting john cena and when you play the undertaker you're playing the american badass undertaker it's like uh it's like a uh like a country rock like a kid rock kind of jam it's like mm-hmm. uh, and it's so bad and it's 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 there lightly you can't turn it off or anything i wish commentary was was going on but i get it why they didn't do it that's the only complaint about it that's weird but that showcase yeah, it happened last year as well. It was less noticeable last year because the music was so, like, it was kind of epic music playing throughout. Like, these are epic moments that you're playing with Rainbow Sarah last year. So it was like an epic music. This is just kind of like almost like elevator style music of those kind of things. Wow. It's pretty terrible uh, and it's very noticeable. But with that said, that showcase stuff is amazing. I think that they found their, their niche here in terms of what, 
what would be like the main attraction, like the story based mode. Mm-hmm. I, I like that it's not the my ride, which is your character stuff, because that stuff is so lame. Um, so by doing this, uh, it's cool. I am playing my rise. Last thing I'll talk about the game here, and it's 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 what you expect. You create your character. You get to either be a legacy wrestler or the lock. The legacy is your aunt is a famous wrestler, and you're following her lineage to see if you could be. You follow the family tradition, third generation wrestler, mm. or the lock is your indie star who is the lock and becoming the next big thing. And they make fun of the day, the lock, all that stuff. So it, it, it kind of t- it, a lot of the stuff we talk about. I can't really change this guy's name from the indie scene to this to this dumb shit. They're doing the same thing. They're kind of like joking on themselves a little bit. So it's pretty cool. But the moment-to-moment stuff kind of sucks. Uh, all the characters, the, the main characters, they look like their counterpart, kind of. You know, the, yeah. the voice syncing is awful. Uh, and it's kind of a lame story, really, with, with all said and done. But the mechanic of the game is still outstanding. Everything about the 2K is still there. From last year was like kind of like a refresh, and they killed it. I think this is amazing. I think it's a great uh, entry into the into the into the title into the WWE games, uh, and it's probably my favorite WWE game in a very 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 long time. So I'm enjoying my time. With nice. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's reviewing pretty decently too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to see. Yeah, that. for a game like that and and, and bugs. I have not run into except one time where I was creating my character and the game shut down to the to the main screen. And I lost four hours of work, which I oh, just something light like four hours of lost progress. No, it was bad. It, <laughs> it was bad. No, it was bad. But it, but apparently it was um it, it's not a. I looked for that bug and it's not an issue. I don't know if it was my Xbox or what it uh, was. I, I I looked it up and it just it wasn't a thing that happened. Nobody's complained about it. So I, I maybe it was just my Xbox that had left it on too long or something. But yeah, yeah. Um, inferior hardware. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you son of a bitch. Ah. Uh, <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. So what do we got, Marco? Oh, man. Why don't it you is kick time. off the next segment here? What do we got Ladies next? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get juicy. Oh, I don't like that at all. Okay. That's fine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing back one time only, unless we really like this, the segment that you miss, the segment that you love, the segment full of juice from oh, Nass. Nice. It is booty juice of the week. No, put some reverb. Take that hand down. Take that hand down. No, I want reverb on. I want reverb on it. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got something better. I'll drop that now. All right, that was the artist Marco produced by yours truly. Uh, (laughs) I did background vocals to my vocals. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed about it. That's all right. You shouldn't be. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed about it. Marco, why don't you go ahead and... and, uh, Well, let me explain what Booty Juice of the Week is real fast. I I was literally about to say, I I don't think it needs explanation, but let's go ahead and explain (laughs) it because this could be be misconstrued (laughs) a little bit to where I was like, are we talking about people's booties? So listen, listen. No, I don't want to talk about nobody's ass but mine. All right. Now here's the thing. (laughs) 
Don't make it uncomfortable like that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't don't make that face, listeners. I know you're making one, all right? Here's the thing. Booty Juice of the Week is a segment that we did back in the day that was dedicated to any crazy, ridiculous, dumb, like, what is what are they thinking kind of headlines that pass through the gaming industry, all right? This is the stuff that just, we, we're just like, what the fuck is going on, man? We have uh, an end-of-year award. Uh, called Booty Juice of the Year because of all the crazy headlines and weird stuff that goes on in the gaming industry. So we're bringing back this segment for this episode to uh, talk some shit, as it were. Uh, booty juice, shit. You see the correlation? Yeah. Uh, with two headlines that Pablo picked and I picked uh, that we find to be the bullshit. All right? So uh, with that being said, Pablo, who do you want to go first? You want me to jump in first? You want to, you, you, what, do you, what are you thinking here? What do you want to do? I, I'll go first because my, mine's quick because it's something okay. we talked about before. Look, uh, video game tastemaker Sony continues to desperately try to put an end to Xbox acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Obviously something we talked about at nauseum here. And there's no way there was going to be a booty juice segment. And we and one of us was going to talk about this. Now, the good thing is there's some new information that's come out that's equally as embarrassing for Sony. And again, this is embarrassing for Sony because this is unnecessary. Again, I don't say that facetiously. Sony, PlayStation, they are the video game tastemakers, bar none. And, and there's no argument there. That is just facts. They have the most system out there. People love that. When it comes to features and all that, they, they're the ones. They're the guys that, that, that set you up. Uh, but... Sony has a business to try and fight this acquisition, but they're veering into pathetic. You know, yeah. we all know when they, they call Call of Duty, they said calling they called Call of Duty a game with no equal, which seemingly seem to be admitting that their extremely talented studios can't compete with the likes of Sledgehammer. Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> Naughty Dog can't do Sledgehammers are kind of dangerous, though. Okay, <laughs> that's true. That's true. And then they said that Xbox would sabotage PlayStation version of Call of Duty, delving into a tinfoil conspiracy theory. Again, admitting that their certification process isn't good. Like they they keep shitting on themselves to shit on Xbox, which doesn't make sense. Which then brings me to the next thing here, which is stating that. Every single game that is on Game Pass is essentially a first person, a first, first party. party, yeah, first party game. So that means the San Diego studio, which makes the MLB powerhouse game of MLB The Show, is an Xbox exclusive studio, apparently, according to them. Uh, and the fact is here, in order to remedy that, all PlayStation would have to do is put that game on their service, which they have, which they refuse to do, and they won't do. So it, it's just these really weird things here where at the start, of course, Jim Ryan is going to go out there and be like, I don't think this should happen because it's going to hurt video games. It's not going to hurt video games, but that's the argument you're supposed to try and make because you don't want to lose this acquisition. You don't want your your console uh, people buying Call of Duty and giving money to Xbox is essentially what they'll be doing. But then delving into this incredible, just moronic uh, point of view, it doesn't make any sense to me. And it is it has been one of the most embarrassing things I've seen. Like Jim Ryan, uh, Gaffey, was it, was it Jim Gaffey or, uh, or uh, who says, I forgot his name. He was a, a developer. David he Jaffe? David Jaffe, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Gaffy, Gaffy, Jim Gaffigan. The guy's a moron anyway. But he said uh, recently that you know Jim Ryan has put his like buried his testicles somewhere and I volunteered to be like the 
the jackass of the uh, of PlayStation just so they can not do this anymore. But uh, I, I don't know, man. It just feels it feels really embarrassing to me, and I almost feel like Jim Ryan is putting himself in a position if Xbox goes ahead and and acquires Activision Blizzard, that why would PlayStation uh, optically keep Jim Ryan? Like it just feels like he's he's almost fighting for his job in, in a weird way, where it's like he's putting himself out there so much for them to come back and then FTC be like, "Nah, fuck you, this is just gonna happen." It just feels uh, like like that's hard a to possibility. get fired when you're pulling in numbers that he's pulling in, though, Pablo. You would you would think, but pulling in these numbers and and delving into this bullshit like is is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Listen, Jim okay? Ryan is the most diabolical hater of them all. <laughs> But that's the thing, though. It's like he's obviously not him. He's be- he- Sony's owned by Japan. Japan is ki- gi- giving him a mandate to do something about it, and he's doing something about it. And he don't really care. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure he does. But I was like, it's not. It's not a- something that he's took upon himself to do out of the kindness of his own heart or out of what something he wants to do. It's just. Uh, it just feels really embarrassing for PlayStation through and through all the way because of they're delving into just complete conspiracy theories and bullshit. And I think they had a break brought up because it is. It is wild out here that that they're they're going into conspiracy theories. They're going into just weird kind of uh, statements that every game that's on Game Pass is essentially a first per, a first party game. It's like, what are you talking about? That is such a weird thing to say. But yeah, that's that's my booty juice here. What do you got, Marco? All right. Well, Pablo, I got bad news. Square Enix is nested into the blockchain booty hole Ooh. as uh, NFTs. NFTs, Pablo, are shaping up to be a prominent piece of their future. Not only is the company replacing their current NFT-loving president with a Super Saiyan NFT-loving president, Takashi Kiryu, but their first NFT-ass game is already revealed, Symbiogenesis, a game that not only rolls off the tongue, but is a game that was once speculated as a Parasite Eve project, but nothing as beautiful as the sort instead it is an nft based game pablo where quote ten thousand collectible artworks meet real game utility man what a bullet there what a what a term right there ladies and gents as expected the reveal of symbiogenesis has been met with severe backlash disillusioned community as (laughs) yanye would say uh, resulting in Square Enix disabling dislikes for the game's YouTube teaser. Additionally, we learned that the so-called unique NFT characters in the game are mostly all copy-and-pasted variations of the same base character with slightly wow. different hair, slightly different clothes, proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that Square Enix's lazy trip down blockchain's butthole will be a bumpy, bumpy road. Um, and I will just say, this is sad, man. You think of the the lineage of Square, the the decorated history, you get scared a little bit because you're thinking, man, after <coughs> Final Fantasy 16 drops, what are we in for after that, right? So it's getting a little spooky at Square Enix. I mean, I people are kind of saying, is this is this the end of Square? Is Square going down the Konami route that Konami took back in the day? Or what? Or is it not the case and we're just overreacting? I think the NFT threat is a big problem. There's just there's this recent resurgence of, guys, guys, NFTs aren't that bad. Uh, why 
exactly are they not that bad? What, what exactly is the benefit for consumers? No one's been able to answer that question yet. We just keep hearing about blockchain, NFTs, and uh, you know uh, ownership. That really means nothing at the end of the day. It, it's, it is what it was all along, which is a scheme. It's a scheme to nickel yep. dime and, and rake in more money by giving you this false sense of ownership that really doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Um, all that they're trying to do is really masquerade this scheme as a game. And I think that this is just the start of what will probably be a very rough five to ten years for Square Enix, uh, which is very unfortunate considering how much they are a part of my history and probably a lot of the histories of you listeners out there for sure. So it, yeah. it's a sad day, but man, I got you know. I, I had to I had to pour some juice uh, for good old Square because of what they're up to, man. I mean, I, this was kind of rumored back when they sold off Tomb Raider and and, and, and all those studios that they were going to go big, <clears throat> sorry, big on blockchain. But I was not expecting this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they they might be whale hunting, you know, try to get a few huge whales out there to to, to put throw money onto this game and and, yep. and then piece out of it. But it is a very weird, very weird proposition in twenty twenty three to go all in in a way like this. On NFTs, well, I mean, even the resurgence of NFTs in terms of people talking about NFTs, I think that's more of a like narrative being spun by by people who are desperately needing NFTs to work. Uh, I think in in actuality, there's very little out there that support, very little out there supporting NFTs in this way. And the fact that they're making a whole ass game on blockchain and NFTs is absolutely short sighted. It makes no sense in any way, shape, or form. And I think that Square is either trying to um, trying to, to make themselves even cheaper by having a massive <laughs> failure so they can get acquired by Sony or something of that sort. Or they are really just don't give a fuck about the trends and feel like they have what th- they have something special here in terms of this game alone can turn around perception on NFTs, especially in the video game world, which is absolutely asinine. Asinine in every way possible. So, yeah, fuck them. Crazy. Man, I gotta say, man, I miss this segment. It's, it feels like it feels a little cathartic to me, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I think got, maybe, I think maybe if, if something's back. I think it's something. I think one of the things that we ran into with, with this is the, that we were kind of forcing some some booty juice stuff. Yeah, uh, because we had to have it every week. Yeah, yeah. If there is something that is aggressive as the NFT stuff, and probably some of the play, uh, Xbox PlayStation stuff in the last couple of months, we'll, we'll bring back the juice a little bit just to see what happens here. Booty juice of the week, because mm-hmm. I mean. We have an award for it. Might as well, you know, collect uh, nominations. Uh, yeah, so, man. Fresh squeezed yeah. with the pulp and everything. You know what I'm saying, guys? Everybody? No? All right. Let's move on to the next segment. Okay. <laughs> if your if oh. booty juice got pulp, mm. <laughs> you got to go see somebody. <laughs> All right. You could have you 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 helped me a little bit. You didn't have to sit there and stare at me with the death face. Damn. Yeah. No support, man. Sick of it. <coughs> yeah. Cough up a lung. Black lung. <laughs> I was gonna mute that, but now I gotta keep it in. So these people, <laughs> no, no, you're not gonna hide your flaws. I when I put mine out in the open, no. All right, well, let's. <laughs> man, Marco's aggressive today. I didn't do anything to this man. I I didn't call out anything. You you, you no, could have no. had an easier show if you didn't start off with an attack in the first 14 minutes of the show. You didn't have to do any. 14 of that. seconds. All right. All right. Get it right. Well, let. Let's go ahead and move into another familiar uh, segment of the show, Checkpoint Chat. 
Let's get into it. It's time for the checkpoint chat. All right, all right, all right. Marco. <laughs> What what happened? No, I, I, made, I just made that up. No, I just made that just, catchphrase up. No, it's just corny. That's all. That's uh, all. I made that catchphrase up. Nobody's ever said that. No, okay, on. all right. I thought about it. Look, if you say all right once, all right, all right twice, but all right three times, mm. I feel like that's like super cool. You could even say like a little more relaxed. You'd be like, all right, all right, all right. Like I just made that up. Nobody's ever said that ever. So go ahead and timestamp uh, this. Is where you cut part of the show out. Uh, no. And just let you know. Okay, so I create this incredible catchphrase that no actors ever said, <laughs> ever, from Texas, and and now I have to cut it out. Man, this is ridiculous. Oh. I'm being I'm being marginalized for my creativity, for my creativity, for my creativity. Not for my no for not because I'm Spanish. Marco's not racist. He just hates creative people. No. It's just you're ODing on Malta right now, and that's what's causing a lot of your brain cells activity to just not function right. Okay. Um, top anyways. five. Top five Malta drinks. Go. Okay. See, okay. I gave Malta one time. We we're kids, and you know we we're a Puerto Rican family. We drink Malta. Give, let me give my side of the story. Let me give my side of the story, which is I think I agree with you. And hold on, we like Malta in the household. For those who are. Of of the, from the Caribbean, uh, not necessarily all Spanish people, but you know, Puerto Rican, Dominican, even Jamaicans, they know what Malta is, and and it's this um, I don't know what it is, but it tastes it's sweet, it's delicious, it's thick. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's one also time battery was, acid. It's also uh, insect so repellent. Yeah, it's all that. One time Marco was in the garage where we hung out a lot, and we offered him a Malta, and he saw us guzzling that shit down. He's like, this must be good. Mm. So I gave him one, and what he's... What happens when you trust your friends, he, man? He called, he called it banana piss, and... It's banana he's urine, not wrong. dog. I it's still, not wrong. I'm still missing taste buds in the front. From when yeah. I when my tongue touched the, the, the bottle part right there, It's it was like acid. I still got a ring. I felt like you... I felt like you drank it all. And, I, and no. hate, like, hatefully. No, hatefully. Like, I don't think you loved it. I just think... You were being Man, polite. If you would have walked to the side of your lawn, you would have felt a wet patch. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, we it's good. Yeah, the grass is going to turn brown and fucking yellow in a couple days when that thing burns there through. There was no wet patch. There was just a hole in the side of the house. That was you. <laughs> it's a sinkhole maker. That's what that shit is. That is horrible stuff. My God. It is. Banta is definitely love or hate, one hundred percent. All right, well, but let's let Marco. I'll go ahead and break this down. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This is what we always do. Yeah, let's so talk about. Here's the thing, yeah. man. We 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 when we did our episode one, we started off by saying, you know what? Let's just do our top ten personal games of 2020. We were just but kids then. We were just yeah, <laughs> just we're just little youngins, right? But we've we we're grown, all right. Uh, we found ourselves. We found our voice, and because <laughs> of that, we're revisiting our. Uh, 2020 games, the, the crop of 2020 games from that year. And instead of doing personal lists again, we're going to do a combined list this time. We're taking 20 games from 2020, and we're going to cut them down to 10. And then once we get down to 10, you know what I'm going to say. We're going to rank them hoes. All right? Yeah. From 10 all yes. the way up to 1, okay? And some of these games, did, I'm letting you know now, you might love them, but they're, they're leaving. All right? Did you... Did you... See your top ten from twenty twenty. Do you have that available? Uh, I don't, don't think to, so. You, uh, you don't have to pull it out or anything. I have mine here. I'm not going to read it because I don't want to. I don't want to taint the process here. Um, uh, but 
man, we were we were on drugs or something because that was. Yeah, I think we're just excited. Yeah, uh, to yeah. be doing the show or something because it was it was bad. But let's go ahead and start, man. How do you want to do this? You right, want to run down so, the games? So what we're gonna do? I'm gonna read off the games. These are all in alphabetical order. These are the 20 games we've got as the top contenders for our top 10. <laughs> And then we're going to start making some cuts. We're not going to be, Papa, let's not get super ceremonious here. Some of these games, no, 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 they no, don't belong. No, no, no. So let's just make, let's just call it what it is, unless you want to fight and lose. All right? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's our 20 games, ladies and gentlemen. Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Astros Playroom. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Cyberpunk 2077. Doom Eternal. Demon Souls. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Mafia Definitive Edition, Resident Evil 3, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Super Mega Baseball 3, The Last of Us Part 2, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, Umurangi Generation, Wasteland 3, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Pablo, we got to make 10 cuts. All right. Um, I'm going to start off pretty easy here. Yeah. And go, uh, and uh, there's so many easy ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, and go uh, Super Mega Baseball 3. Hmm. I thought you'd want to keep that one on there, actually. I'm a little surprised. Nah, man, fuck. I like, like that game quite a bit, but I was on cocaine if I thought that was the top 10 game of the year. Well, which I, that. By the way. It, it was uh, it was there for sure. Okay, I'm gonna say Umarangi Generation. I think uh-huh. I love the style of that game. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. I, I actually don't have a lot of that on Spotify right now, but that game yeah. controls like butt cheeks. Yeah, it's a cool story too. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, all right, uh, I would say here, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say that too. Yep. 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 All right. As gone. Yeah, I'm gonna do this so that I don't have to deal with you. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. I'll get it out of here. Because Pablo, so just much. for some reason, I don't know what his issue with Tony is. I don't know if they ran into I like each those other games. in real life. I like those games, but the way it really was a conversation around them. The way people were talking about those re- uh, remakes, like they were like life, and they were like changing the scale. Like they just made the 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 first two games playable in 2020 uh 2020 like that's mm. fine but it's not a cause for like celebration you know okay. at least not for me yeah right. um i would say here i don't want to do this one because i don't want the fans coming after me but do i kind of i'll do it no no i'm not doing it you're gonna do it i'm gonna do mafia definitive edition okay. <laughs> uh but that's not the one that i'm talking about you're talking about hades I'm a- yeah, I'm gonna let you do that. <laughs> yeah, get that shit out of here. I'm sorry. I there's friends of the show that swear by this game. I love y'all, but I don't love this game at all. I'm sorry. It's, I think it's, it's fine. Cool. It is a fu- yeah. it, the game is fine. Nothing. I wrong love Supermassive, right? I love their game. No, 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 not Supermassive. Uh, super, super Giant or something like that. Super Giant, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Pyre and and uh, oh, you yeah. love they, your. Uh, they got a pedigree. What's the game that you always Bastion, recommend? Uh, Bastion, Transistor, yeah. Transistor, yeah. <laughs> But I love Pyre. I think Pyre is a super underrated sports game. Yeah, really. It was, it was interesting. Uh, yeah. This but Hades is, is cool, but yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, all people, right. People um, hate us, but it's all right. Tito Blade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Yeah, I can go. I'm good with yeah. that. I'm good with that. It's a, re- it's a really good remake. Fantastic remake. Yeah. But uh, it, it needed a few more quality of life improvements to really, really stick with me the way that like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 did. Yeah. 
Um, all right, okay. man. Uh, I got one, three but more. I'm going to... Oh, you're next. You're next. You're next. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who cares? I'm going to say Doom Eternal. I'm sorry. Come on, man. I if have... you got hate and you let it out. Like I like I like that game. All it's right, it's, fine. All right, I tried to I, I like tried to. I thought I thought I'd catch you on the momentum, but you you stopped me. All I right. like I like that game. I like that game. All right. Um, I'll offer a sacrifice. A Pablo game, Wasteland Three. Okay, that yeah, is a I'll very Pablo ass game right there. Yeah, I'll offer this. The reason is it's not on my personal list, my yeah. new personal list, and I, I I didn't really finish it, and mm. I like it. It's just it kind. I kind of fell off towards the end part of the game because of technical issues. Honestly, it was actually yeah. getting really hectic, and it was running really bad. Um, all right, all right. I got, what do you got? I got Astro's Playroom here as a cut. All right, I'm cool with that. I cut. don't want to. It's a fun I game, say man. Because I know, yeah, it's a good ass game, and that you want to talk about dual sense support. That is dual yeah, sense yeah, yeah. support. The game, right? True. There. True. It is fun as I shit. I agree with that. I love the throwbacks, were, the the stuff yeah, you can collect of old consoles and stuff. It's really good for your PlayStation. The fan. song about GPU was fantastic. Come on, man, come on in here. But uh, yeah, the, the the best dual sense experience I ever had was walking on metal in Astro's Playroom oh, I and so feeling right. that. It just felt right. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind. Nobody nobody really does that, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're down to eleven right, games, is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So we're almost at ten. Okay, we're cutting aggressively. Oh, I'm gonna. Ha- I'm gonna. What game is out of my? Doesn't matter because it's gonna be on yours. Let me double. Doesn't check matter. Here. Just, just you know, throw it out. Throw it out. What you got? Because uh, I got one. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I don't give. I don't give a shit how you feel. <coughs> oh, sorry, guys. Um, Animal Crossing. Yep. Horizon. Was that the one? one. You can, That's number fell, ten for me. But yeah, we go ahead. Yeah, we go ahead. Fell in love with the game and fell right out just as fast. I don't know, man. I just for some reason that just. But hold on. Do 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 we do we? I'd really rather cut like... Doom Eternal personally, but I, I you, no. you 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 got a little you you got yeah. a, you got a way about that. So, do, but do we really like? Uh, do we really like Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War retrospectively more? I did. I we played that game religiously, dude. That was and it's still a game. I'm like, yeah, man, that it's was still fun. Good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, put, let's like, go ahead and get we, that. we put hundreds of hours in that. It would feel weird not no having lie. it. So. Yeah, you're right. What are we I'm doing? I'm trying to ask a question, but you're right. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Here you go. Animal Crossing. All right. Yeah. Cross right, them so out. Here's here's what I'll do, just because it's it's the only game on this list that was nominated for. Well, we're at ten now, so we'll be. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I would say let's put just for right now, okay. and I think that's where it's going to stay. Let's just put Doom Eternal at ten. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. All right. Let me yeah, let yeah, me yeah. let me real quick recap our ten that's left. Yeah, go for it. And then I'll do that. So we we're left with yeah. uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Cyberpunk 2077, Doom Eternal, Demon Souls, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, Miles Morales, Last of Us Part Two, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. So um, let me go ahead and move Doom Eternal down to the ten spot because Pablo is. Uh, Showing a humble side for once. Um, okay, this is where it's going to get a little tricky because I, I think we like this list, but I think our lists are going to be very lopsided with how we would put them. Um, but let maybe. me let me offer a concession I, I, if you don't. I don't mind. think. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead. would say I'm cool with Miles Morales dropping down to the nine spot, or at least so, the bottom okay. the bottom tier. Let's 
let's do the bottom tier. Let's do the the, the bottom five. Okay, okay, let's do that. Right. So okay, so I, bottom I like, five. I think Miles Morales should be in the bottom five. Okay, personally. agreed. Um, I'm cool with putting Call of Duty down at the bottom five. Okay, like I think that. we had fun with it, but I think other games just being more story driven are naturally going to be a, a bigger deal to us than yep than that. So okay. Let me put a little space here, and we'll we'll recap you guys on what we're doing in just yeah, a yeah. second. Um, all right, so I think this is where it's going to get a little little spicy. Um, I'm willing to keep uh, Ghost of Tsushima in the top five for you, but it's not where I would have it, if I'm being totally honest. But I'm willing to leave it um, in the top five. Um. Well, what what would you switch out for it? I would put well. I think Last of Us Part Two is a top five, right? Yeah. So 100%. something's got to bump down if that's going up. I, okay. I can. Settle, Did you like I Resident can, Evil Three? I was going to say I can settle for Resident Evil Three, even though I loved that. But I can see it being a bottom five game. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, that's how I have it. Okay, so we'll, we'll, well. we'll leave Ghost of Tsushima up in the top five. I'll put Resident Evil Three at the bottom five, and honestly, right here. With this, the bottom five being Call of Duty, Spider-Man, Resident Evil 3. Well, like a dragon, though. How do we feel about that? I can't really say too much because mm. I never I never finished the last chapter. Mm. It's The last chapter is great. It's just the difficulty spike is out of this world. Yeah. The spike at um, 12 was, was kind of what, what, what why I stopped playing it. Yeah. Okay. But um, I think that Yakuza Like a Dragon should probably... In my opinion, be number six. Yeah, I'm with you. Like on the that. top of the of the top five. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Hold on. Getting a little funky here with the. There we go. Um, and then I and then I would say if you put Resident Evil at seven. Okay, I'm liking that. I I think this is, I think this is a list. Love it. I think this is the bottom of five. Love it. Okay. Yeah, so the bottom five would be at starting with number six would be Yakuza, number seven, RE3, eight, Call of Duty, nine, Miles Morales, ten, Doom Eternal. I can I feel yeah. like that feels right. But this top five though, man, that leaves us with sorting out Cyberpunk, Demon Souls, Final Fantasy Seven, Ghost of Tsushima, and The Last of Us Part Two. And these <laughs> This ain't no All joke, right. man. <clears throat> All right, so I think the easiest one here is Ghost of Tsushima at five. Okay. Just because it's... I don't hate that. Yeah. All right. So now, I mean, honestly, I'll be quite up for me. If anybody's game at number one, I know what my personal number one of 2020 is now. Um, Which is what? We want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, tell me. My number one? It's The Last of Us 2. Wow. I didn't think you'd say that. Yeah. It's The Last of Us Part 2. That's my that's my the best game of twenty twenty for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. I thought you were gonna say Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is is number two for me. Mm. Interesting. You want me to tell you my top five? Yeah, yeah. We might as well. Uh, let's. <laughs> my top five is The Last of Us Part Two, uh-huh. Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Demon Souls, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. I think we're kind of okay. All right. All right. So here's the thing. I think based on your list, you have <clears throat> the Final Fantasy VII remake over Demon Souls, right? I do. Yeah, I would agree that I think that I like the remake better than I like the Demon Souls remake. So yeah, we move 
Final Fantasy up to three, bump Demon Souls down to four, Ghost of Tsushima down to five. I kind of like where we're at right here. Okay, but let me ask you a question. Yeah. Yakuza like a dragon. Did you like that better than Ghost of Tsushima? Absolutely. It's not even close. Don't, then we should switch that. Are you sure? Because, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima yeah, because was, I, like, big yeah, for you. Yeah, I think huge, but I feel, for me, when I look at The Last of Us Part Two, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Demon's Souls, <clears throat> every game after that is not even close yeah. in terms of my enjoyment of those games. Okay. So, yeah, that's why I think if you liked Yakuza Like a Dragon way more than Ghost of Tsushima, I think it should be top five because my top four are like, it, it, it's like if you looked at them at a chart in terms of rankings beyond that, mm-hmm. everything under four is like miles away. Got you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So th- I'm kind of liking this list. I'm surprised we got here so fast, but I kind of like the fact that we just got right to it. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's you know we're not going to rehash all the conversations we had in 2020. Yeah, no. There's I, no think, point. Yeah. I think I think conversation. I think the the one conversation that we ch- could have had if we didn't ha- if we weren't unanimous is that I think personally, Last of Us. Let me give you my old top ten just so you see what I was looking at before. <laughs> and this is embarrassing. My number one game of the year of that year was Ghost of Tsushima, followed by Final Fantasy VII Remake. Demon Souls at three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Spider Man Miles Morales at five, The Last of Us at number six. Yeah, mine was Call low of, too. Yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War seven, Super Mega Baseball eight, Like a Dragon nine, and Phoenix <laughs> Immortal <laughs> at number ten. Yo, y'all gotta be kidding wow. me! My methamphetamines top 10 were a big part of your year <clears throat> that time around, man. <clears throat> I think I, I got swept up in the in the, in yeah. the Last of Us conversations. I think that. Um, <laughs> You know when what they tried to do in that game, and I and I talked about that earlier in the show, was such a shock to the system mm-hmm. that it felt wrong, but it was supposed to feel wrong. And I think when you look at story and when you look at everything else that's come out since then, when it comes to the narrative, The Last of Us Two is is, is a mighty strong ass game in all yeah. the, all that aspect. And then obviously Cyberpunk being fixed uh, and being amazing. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake continuing to be amazing, but I just felt I enjoyed those games ultimately the top two way more than I did in my in the previous ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you overall, man. I think that with the with the backlash of The Last of Us Part Two, kind of years removed, I think that calming down and, and looking at it logically, you go, okay, that's still a really fucking amazing game. Um, yeah. So you, I, I, I totally agree it should be number one. Cyberpunk, yeah, the bugs were horrible. It was a bad time to be CD Projekt Red. But, man, when they cleaned that game up, they cleaned it up really damn good. And it's yep. it's fantastic to this to this day, even though it's still got a little bit of weird jank and stuff going yeah. on. Final Fantasy VII Remake is the weirdest one for me because it was my number one at the time, purely for nostalgia's sake. But I think it's actually kind of aged not the best, particularly with side <clears throat> content. It can be a little bit, like boring at times it's and, like flat at, at certain points in that game dude it's it's and chapter weird. and i remember the chapter in chapter 18 was like a boss rush uh yeah they had a lot of fuckery really, towards the end of the game yeah, at some enjoy points that at all. yeah but i mean yeah. you know near and dear to my heart absolutely but i think it just to me it, it lost a little bit of that sheen when i think about in retrospect how great last of us and cyberpunk were so yeah i'm actually cool with this man let's lock this yeah. thing in um, All right, I like it. So let me go ahead and read off our top 10 games of 2020 in 2023. Number 10, Doom Eternal. Number 9, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Number 8, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 7, Resident Evil 3. Number 6, Ghost of Tsushima. 
Number five, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Number four, Demon Souls. Number three, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number two, Cyberpunk 2077. And at number one, as the best game of 2020, The Last of Us Part Two. And all the wrong in this world has been righted. Yes, it has. Good stuff, guys. We did it. All right. So that was cool. That was fast. That was good. That was right to the point. Like that. Uh, let's go ahead and move in to our last segment of the show. Yeah, another comeback segment, Pablo. This one is uh, right. one we did back in the day. We wanted to, mm-hmm. we want, after all the gaming talk, we wanted to cool down, and we thought, well, let's call it the cool down. Uh, hey. So we, uh, we're going to bring it back one time only, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we don't have a drop for this one, so I'm just going to, Pablo, throw some reverb on this vocal run that I'm going to do here, if you don't mind. Uh, the cool down. Hey, why did you laugh like a old fat Jackson? I do that. I can't. I I, (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. It's been with me. You laugh like a old fat Jackson after he just (laughs) said something spicy on stage after smoking a cigar. I've done that since birth. I don't know what to tell you. Um. Anyways, Pablo. Uh, eat that. Here is uh, what the cooldown is. It is a it is a life related sort of uh, question that we directed each other as gamers, as people, as people with responsibilities, as adults, as parents, yeah. as as you know, partners, whoever we are in in the world as gamers. This is kind of that like the question we ask ourselves when video games and real life intersect. Um, and so the question we're going to pose to each other is this, Pablo, and I want to kick it over to you first to answer this. How have your gaming habits changed since we first started cooldown time? And what is your gaming resolution for the future? Well, I mean, uh, for those who are loyal listeners and have been listening from episode one and now episode 100, I went from being a, uh, a, married with no kids to uh married with children i mean uh, married with a child uh <laughs> had a baby boy uh, last year and even within that year i would say this year specifically has been the year where i've had to make the biggest adjustments on my gaming habits because here were this is my gaming habits video games yes all of them that was my game at the same habits. time do you video? Yes. What what games do you play? Yes. <laughs> that that was kind of how I played games. I'm a huge fan of video games. I kind of uh, obsessed with the conversation, right? Yep. Just kind of wanting to be a part of every conversation, a very major game. And that's something that is not feasible because, one, I'm going to miss out on the games that I actually want to play because I'm inundated by everything else. Uh, and so what I had to start doing is research, not just research on is this game good or bad. That's obviously part of it. But how good is it? How bad is it? Weigh pros and cons for research length of time. How long does it take to beat this game? Where it's like a, the completionist run, or how essential is side missions to this game? And then add the side mission run to the to the main story run. All that stuff I'd have to kind of add it add to it. And then obviously not take chances on games I've never heard of, like I used to do back in the day, indie games which I love. Had huge pause on that. Even games like Forspoken, I feel like in the past, I would have still purchased just to kind of 
see what all the conversation was about. How bad is this game? You know, and actually play this game and, and kind of formulate my opinion. My favorite thing to do in video games is find a game that either people don't like or people have weird conversations about and then finding that I actually like it. Uh, you know, like uh, Death Stranding being one of those games, which is one of my favorite games of that year. Uh, but, you know, a game that people really don't like. So th those are things that I can't, can't no longer do. I might still stumble upon something. I still have Marco here and other friends that game. They're like, hey, you have to play this game. Uh, so, so I still have that out there, and I take their recommendations seriously. I, I respect their gaming, uh, you know, their gaming uh, knowledge. So, but personally me, I've had to cut down on a lot of purchases. Game Pass has really helped me this year with Wolong and, and Atomic Hearts. Games that I probably would have bought, bought and not finished and not played. Like, I'm not playing Wolong <laughs> right now. <clears throat> because of time, you know, it, it's really just... So, I, I've at the very least had the, the ability to experience, take a little taste, you know, num 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 a little bit, you know? All I don't right. know why I did that. I'm so sorry. See what I'm saying? But... You guys but get my, mad about the jazz laugh, and here he is, <laughs> nibbling in your fucking eardrum right now through they your like speakers. It. They like it. They, they like it. They I heard, like I heard it. they like it. Nope, I heard it. ASM, ASR, no, they just pepper AS, sprayed their, They just pepper sprayed you through the speaker. That's what they did. For taste, because they liked it so much. <laughs> so they as well. Um, <laughs> but listen. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but, and then my, <laughs> my future gaming resolution is, <sighs> saddens me to say it, and it hurts. Play less. Uh, like, buy less games. Even more than now. Even more now. Yeah, like, I was gonna say you still I, got a ways to go, bro. You still buying? Yeah, a lot. yeah. I, I I like 2K. I think 2K is a wrestling game that I'm playing right now. I think I love the hell out of that game, and I'm playing it right now. I don't know if I'm gonna keep playing it after RE4 because that's kind of when the game start popping off again, you know. Uh, so it's 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 kind of still whittling down the games I like. Really taking into consideration genre. How I like games, how I like games to be played, and not really going outside of that at all. Mm. My son is getting to an age right now where he is actively looking to play, but not only that, active to looking to play with dad. You know, like yeah. he's he's in that he's in that mode where you know he cuddles and loves on mom, but he is he wants to be thrown on the bed, wrestled, yep. play, get with toys inside that's the my thing, just kind of same deal. Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing he's at right now. And listen. That's not, I, I say that with absolute being happy about it because, you know, if I have to cut games out to play with my son, that's, I got no problem in doing that. So, but yeah, that's how things have changed in what, mm. two years that we've been doing the show? Well, yeah. A uh, hundred, a uh, hundred episodes here. So, yeah. Yeah, man. You've changed a lot, but yeah. you're still on your bullshit sometimes. I still gotta win. Yeah, I bought 72 yeah. games, man. And that one didn't well, grab me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> give it some I time. Just think, <laughs> I just think for me is, is, is my, is my, is, is, like again, my son now in that mode. Like even yeah, now no, I'm playing I here, I I'm talking here, and he's literally out there. He knows I'm right here. He's like screaming at yeah. the door. Like he's literally looking for me to open that door anytime. Well, so he needs to it's shut one of those things it where, up. All right, <laughs> shut it up. But yeah, I just think it's it's it'll eventually get there, and it'll 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 be what it had to be. We'll still be able to do the show without without issue. I, I think that we we are steeped in the in in the video game culture, not like a lot of people. We're yeah, unique yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah so. It's not I like our if, knowledge is going to go down. I wonder if what's happened with me, the the further I've gone into fatherhood, is where you'll end up next to, or whether you'll keep, you know, kind of going in a, your own unique direction. But to me, yeah. I think being a parent, and I hate to kind of tap into the same thing as you did with that, but like being a parent's changed my habits as well, too. 
in two different ways. Number one is I can't play games where I don't feel like I'm making progress because my time feels precious for gaming. So I can't like the Souls game type of structure or the roguelike type of thing. Not that I was ever into them in the first place, but I, I definitely can't be into them now if I feel like I'm just restarting all the fucking time. Like I need to feel the needle moving when I play a game or else I'm just going to lose interest. Or if, if games, I hate to say it because I've never been this person, but games that have an exceedingly slow start as well. Like, you got to start telling me what, like, you got to get me, like, wrapped up in this soon. Or else I'm going to start, you know, wandering off and, and, and wondering on, you know, whether to play something else. I would say the other thing, Pablo, that I'm wondering you might run into at, at some point in the future is is playing games based on your mood. Like, I'm not in the mood for that. So I'm not going to force myself to play it just because it's a great game. I can't play that right now because I'm just not in the headspace yeah. to play that. I don't want to hear anything about a fucking storyline. I just want to go shoot things. And, you know, so I, I've learned how to, like, I'm really not, honor my mood and, and play games yeah. that I'm in the mood for. I've not taken that step yet, which I should, because I think it's unfair to certain games when I'm not in the mood for them. Be forcing my way through yeah, them. Yeah, dude. Example, Ishin, like, like, a, like, a, uh, like a dragon, Ishin, was a game that I just wasn't in the mood for when I was playing it most of the time. Because I didn't really want to sit there and listen to this long-ass yeah. cutscene story. Yeah, so it's like, I probably would enjoy that game more if I played it when I was in the mood for it. But yeah, yeah and that's something I have to look into and start doing. Absolutely. And, and, that, and it kind of leads into my resolution of, I don't want to play games for the feeling of obligating. Like, being obligated to play them. You know? Like, just because they're a high-profile game or just because they got like a 90 on Metacritic or OpenCritic doesn't mean that they're right for me. So I need to be, you know, a little bit more methodical again. Not every game I buy has to be a day one buy either. I can wait. Yeah. You know, a lot of the things with PS Plus and Game Pass is like, you kind of have to wait for the games to hit the, to, the hit the service. And if you're the day one buyer like a Pablo is, or me to a lesser extent, much lesser extent, um, then you really don't get as much juice out of those services. But, you know, if like, like, like I talked about earlier with like, okay, I, I played the quarry for the first time. I got into the dark pictures anthology for the first time. And it was like, oh, cool. Like now I'm actually getting value out of those games because I didn't feel this obligation to be a one man IGN and try to get everything day one or close to day one so that I can have uh, the most up to date thing to talk about for the sake of the podcast. Right. Like, it's okay to play old yeah. games. There, there is no shelf life for, you know, playing a game that, you know, came out in 2022 and playing it in 2023. Like, it's totally fine to do that. And I think I've, yeah. I've got to get away from feeling like all I can play in 2023 are games that come out in 2023. Because um, yeah. that's really not the, the best use of your time. And, again, it just feels like I'm doing it more out of obligation than I'm doing it for the love. Yeah. You know? For sure, and that's and that's something last year. I I'd be mankind uh, divided last year again. You know, mm -hmm. like it's you don't have to always play games that came out of that year. Like if it's a game you're in the mood for, like I was in the mood for that game, and I I beat it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. That is gonna do it for our uh, 100th episode special, Pablo. This was a this was a cool little little throwback. I actually enjoyed this a lot. It was a nice change of pace. Uh, we argued for about two thirds of it, but that's all right. Uh, I feel I feel like I won. <laughs> So, uh, until next time... Uh, I'm sorry first, you feel that. Okay, don't start with the ad-libs again, all right? We're getting to the wrap-up here. Uh, <laughs> here he goes. He had to throw some bullshit in at the last second. Um, until next time, first and foremost, thank you to all of you who have ever checked out our show at some point, whether it was off or on, whether you came in late, 
or you were there since day one, we appreciate you for doing that and showing us some love. If you want to continue to show us love, be sure that you're subscribed to our show wherever you stream stuff. And be sure that you have followed us on IG, Twitter, and Hive at its cooldown time to keep us in your FOV in between episodes. On behalf of Pablo, this is Marco. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. One, two, Make me feel good.